0: Are you there?
1: I am here. You're pretty clear. I listened to that two minutes. It was breaking up a bit, but pretty clear right now. <laughs> Good. And, um, okay, it's the Emily T. Gale Top Story Show, and I am delighted. I'm in Hawaii, the beautiful big island of Hawaii, and my longtime friend, Jack Berry, is just outside of Detroit. Uh, Jack, longtime friend, but longtime sports reporter, golf golf writer, probably covered over 100 golf majors, and Jack, I'm going to let you tell a little bit about your background, but I was thinking about it this morning. I've known you since the 1960s.
0: Well, I was kind of young then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? You were making a difference then. You had been instrumental in starting the Free Press Golf School, The, the the PGA pros around the Detroit area were offering <laughs> golf lessons to to people.
0: Yes, and, and we've had uh, you know had some nice uh, folks come out and have gone on. The uh, 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 young lady was from uh, one of the local high schools that wound up being the president of the LPGA. That was uh, Joyce Kozmierski, and. Uh, and some uh that's about about a women's champ LP or women's LPGA or or an open champion uh from uh oh what was the name of that club. The yeah. trouble is at, at this time of my life I have to admit that I am ninety years old and uh names that some sometimes slide right by.
1: <laughs> it it me, me as well, but I still remember Joyce Kazmierczki. I am in touch with her on social media, and we all played junior golf together, uh, junior districts. And, of course, she went on to the LPGA and Bonnie Lauer. And was it Amy Alcott? Was she from It was,
0: was that Mon- Bonnie Lauer who uh, went. Uh, she won the Women's
1: Open, didn't she? Or I, I can't remember, but they made a difference. But the thing is, you made such a difference back in those days of giving, you know, creating the the Free Press Golf School. Of course, you ultimately ended up writing for the Detroit News for, what, 40 years or something. But those schools, you know, introducing golf to to all ages, male and female, really made a difference. And you have made such a difference in the world of golf in your lifetime.
0: Well, I appreciate that. uh, the two Detroit papers, the Free Press and the News, uh, are – they have become uh, aware of golf, and and thanks to Dan Gilbert, who's the who's the head of Rocket Mortgage, uh, and a Michigan State graduate, I must must admit, uh, has is a member at Detroit Golf Club, and he started the tournament uh, a couple of weeks ago. He picked up uh, Tiger Woods was the getting the money from the tournament the event outside of washington dc and somehow or other they that lost out and dan gilbert picked it up and it started the uh basically to city open the rocket mortgage open a couple of years ago and and uh you know started out in, in tough times with the pandemic but uh they they were good last year they let uh let people in last year and and i think that they'll do it this year we have Two, two good golf shows, one in Grand Rapids that is over the, uh, always the Valentine's Day weekend, and then a couple weeks after that, I, right here by me in, in Novi, the Michigan golf show, and both have said that they intend to permit, <laughs> permit spectators and welcome them. Uh, you know, some places have been uh, tightened up and, uh, but this, uh, they're going to go on, and, and both of them have lately uh, admitted uh, admitted customers uh, to the to the show, and uh, everybody's happy about that.
1: Well, something to say about just about everything you just mentioned. First of all, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, I follow it very closely. I just think it's fantastic. You know, out at Detroit Golf Club, and. People don't realize it didn't just happen, Dan Gilbert put a lot of years into paving the way for the PGA Tour to find a slot for an event to be in Michigan. He was determined to have an event in Michigan. And I, I you know, we've got our Mitsubishi Electric Championship coming up here on the Big Island of Hawaii. and I've worked with the PGA for 26 years now, and the impact that's had on our community, not just the funds raised, but how much it's done for creating Recreational golfers, and that's what you know. The Buick Open did back in the '60s up there in Flint, which is now where the Alley Challenge is held. But the Rocket Mortgage Classic—it's unbelievable how much money they've raised in the the few years that it's been, even with the pandemic, isn't it?
0: Yes. Well, Dan Gilbert is a, a genius, and unfortunately, he had uh, you know some health problems a year or so ago, and and was. Uh, he couldn't get out to the course, but he's, he is back pretty much, uh, in top shape now. And, you know, he's made, remade downtown Detroit. Now I worked all my life at, at the United Press, the Detroit Free Press and the Detroit News on one street, Lafayette in downtown Detroit. Well, if I go down there now, I can't, I can hardly find anything anymore with all the, uh, all the new structures, everything that's happened in in downtown Detroit has been sensational, and Dan Gilbert is the guy who really, really got it going.
1: Well, he did in many ways. I always say that I thought Peter Carmanos had had something to do with that when he, you know, brought Kathy Ward down into downtown Detroit, too, and started, you know, the Campus uh, uh, Marriott. What's it called? Campus Marriott, yeah. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, Two sides every story. I'm a big fan of Dan Gilberts, and but it, a lot of people think that all the glitters is not gold. But it's pretty, pretty hard not to say that what he's done for the, the community of Detroit and and metropolitan Detroit with money he's raised, not just with the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but all the years that he has been downtown. He he's, he gives back in a nice way.
0: Absolutely, but a great supporter of Michigan State too. But. Uh... We Spartans are very happy about that. But, you know, Detroit downtown, no other city in the country in the world has four major leagues right in its downtown area that you can walk to each of them. It's within a mile. We've got the NBA, the Pistons, and the Red Wings are at the Little Caesars Arena. The uh, Lions are at uh, Ford Field and the Tigers are at uh, Comerica Park, and it, it's all right downtown. No other city has that.
1: It's pretty amazing. I mean, Detroit is a wonderful sports town. Very loyal fans, and also many of the athletes that come to play in Detroit. Well, at first they might be apprehensive. Many of them stay in Detroit because they love the the city and the people, and that's always been a a long time story to tell about athletes going to Detroit and end up falling in love with being there but Jack let's talk a little bit about your career I mean you've still been writing I'm looking at a story you wrote I think it was last year for uh, Michigan golfer and it had to do with uh, the Aloha Swing the PGA Tour that heads to Hawaii this month starting with the Tournament of Champions the Century Tournament of Champions over at and and you wrote a really fun story I think it was last year and you talked about Hawaii calls and and you're always reminded of that that when Mark Rolfing is on the uh, Golf Channel talking about Kapalua, golf on, you know, reporting on the Century Tournament Champions and all his storytelling. So talk a little bit about what the Aloha Swing reminds you of when you watch it on the Golf Channel. Um,
0: well, I just uh my, my uh, good fortune in, in being a being a Golf driver at the Free press in the news is that I have been to Kapalua and I have been to the to George, the Big Island. Me and uh, Captain Cook, although I I I managed to exit uh, alive, he didn't. Uh, you took that
1: hike. I haven't taken it yet, but <laughs> you will be in my thoughts when I take that hike that you took.
0: In uh, the uh, northern, uh, the Flower Island, what, where the PGA had uh, a tournament going for uh, a number of years. So you've, you've had, uh, in your three, to me, major islands, you've had professional golf of the top, top grade, and uh, I enjoy that. in on television, I I love watching. Uh, I mean, it just makes me feel. As a matter of fact, I had a, a disc for the Ray Kane, the, the guitarist. I had him on for a while ago, listening to uh, listening to Hawaii, and uh, it's just uh, you know such a beautiful place, and and they do such a good. And lately, they've they've gotten even better with the drone shots uh, from the you know from the air covering the tournaments. You especially uh, at Kapalua. A lot of people don't realize how hilly that is, and you know the big and the waterfront and everything else. And they've they've done a uh, wonderful job with that. And and I just uh, you're seeing the best players in the world. I've, I was looking back at at the tournament started in 1953. Al Besselink was the first winner. And since then, it's a tournament of champions. And by golly, it does, you have to win to get in. And uh, Sam Snead, Arnold Palmer won three times. Nicholas won five times. Gary Player's won. Lee Trevino, Tom Watson, Tiger's won a couple times. Uh, how can it? How can it get any better than that? Uh, it's uh, absolutely brilliant uh, what they've been doing. And, and lately, they, you know, it's been all the. The new young guys uh have been uh, top of the top of the pack uh with uh, uh Justin, you know, with Steve and, and uh, Justin Thomas and Kalamara Kawa Paula and uh Matsuyama won the masters, uh, Bryson DeChambeau D. won an open, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley who was wonderful last yep. year in play.
1: And Nicholson is playing this year, too.
0: And, and just uh, he tweeted uh, uh, earlier today, three or four hours ago, that he is going to play, that he's going to see you in Kapalua, he wrote.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's fun that, that Mark Rolfing has had a lot to do that, going all the way back before this was an actual PGA Tour event, right? I mean, these things, they evolve. There's people that are pioneers that – have their eye on the, the direction something can take and, and Marcus had so much to do with that of uh, uh, how the PGA is involved in the in the state of Hawaii and you were talking about the drones well think back I always love to have you bring up a little bit when you first started covering of course you were president of the Golf Riders Association for years also secretary for many years but from what I understand, you were instrumental in getting women in the locker rooms at golf tournaments, but in those early days, you were covering tournaments on a, on a typewriter, right?
0: Yes, that's the beginning. And now I've got this, well, I can't use the words I'd like to use, on the computers. People my age, we, we started out with pen and pencil and paper, and now it's... Uh, what you can do is uh, is awesome. I have to get my uh, granddaughters to uh, help me out at the good times.
1: Uh, it's
0: uh, awesome.
1: it is awesome, and even like for myself, Jack. I didn't go to journalism school. I went out of college. You know, I just loved the game of golf. And when they started doing the senior skins over here at Mylani Resort, I was real helpful in terms of getting volunteers and everything. And I was also starting to do uh, you know golf writer. And I just I just kept finding my way into little niches that I could never have done on the mainland like I was able to do over here. But even watching how it's evolved when all our pictures were 35 millimeter and then we could start using a, a, a take a picture of a camera. But even when I would go do reports and tape things, the kind of equipment, you know, I've gone through all kinds of evolutions as the technology evolved. And I feel so grateful that, that the sport of golf has taken me to so many places and has, has really motivated me to learn how to use the technology. I'm still always behind and on a steep learning curve, but I find it fascinating that I can call you up and we can talk and I can turn it into a radio show like I did for years because I was looking. You and I have been doing shows since uh, uh, 2012, I think, or even further back was when I started being able to hang on to them and document them. But what a what a fascinating uh, life to to be around golf from the time a, a person is young. That's why I love to encourage people to have their kids at least learn the game because it's a game for life, isn't
0: it? Yes, it is. And and you came up with the I don't know if you call it a game for life, but uh, certainly one of the healthiest things that we've ever done is running. And you are the woman who. Running to Michigan, really, with the uh, Emily's with all the Emily runs through downtown, and you wound up uh, getting me <laughs> so high on on uh, on running that I ran three marathons: the Detroit, Philadelphia, and New York. And uh, and my wife Bonnie ran fourteen marathons. And I don't know if everybody on your island understands what a great source and what a great uh, just terrific starter of, of that of the sport of running, and what an awesome thing that it did for well for downtown and and for so many people's uh, health. And everybody's still running, and they're still running that down that marathon through downtown Detroit, and, and next year we hope uh, back through Canada. And it, um, it, you you were a sensational uh, starter of the emerald.
1: Well, I'm honored to have that feedback from you. I've always felt a great deal of respect from you for that. And you're right. We were pioneers. And the beauty of it is that, you know, from the Thanksgiving Day, the uh, Strategic Staffing Solutions that carries on the Thanksgiving Day run with the parade company and Tony Michaels and, and the Detroit Free Press Marathon. I mean, I'm so Proud that they've been able to keep that going and all the runs that go on in Detroit. Yes, we were the first run through the streets of Detroit. And I feel I've contributed a lot here on the Big Island, too. But I always say it's because we're older. I've been doing it longer, (laughs) coming up with ideas. But it's a wonderful thing to know that I've made that difference. I hear from people every day who were little kids or teenagers or whatever, that ran in our runs and came downtown with the whole idea of our runs downtown was to let people know that it was a wonderful city. You could have a good time in Detroit. And one of the best ways to see it was, was running or, and, and, and we also had bike days, but I always used to say the streets are the greatest recreational asset Detroit has. We ought to use them more. And I remember Bob McCabe telling me many, many years ago, he was at a Detroit Renaissance that I gave him the idea to have a grand Prix in the streets of Detroit which they did, and then moved it to Belle Isle, and now it's going to be back down in the streets of Detroit. How about that?
0: (laughs) So uh, things are happening in Motown. It's it's really nice. Well, we had Barry Gordy got the Kennedy Center Honors uh, this past uh, week or so, and it's it's a music town, it's a running town, it's a racing town, and it definitely is a golf town.
1: It, it's really in the in the hearts of so many people. there's so many Detroiters that are here on the big island of Hawaii, and they're doing good thing my My uh, state representative grew up in Palmer Park here in, my representative here in Hawaii. But you know you were talking about us being pioneers with the runs, but I've been thinking a lot recently about Art McCafferty. And and Jenny, his wife, and and Art back in the day, he started Michigan Runner. There was not a running publication, and really without Art's support and what he did for not just our race, but many of them, there was a race in Grand Rapids, the Bobby Crimp, uh, the Ann Arbor Dexter in those early days. And Art with Michigan Runner, and he's continued to do it with Michigan Golfer, which you still write for. But back in those days. He was really a pioneer, and I, I've thought about it so much recently. How much he put all of us on the map. We created the events, but he was really at the foundation. And Michigan runner was of really getting the story out to people about how running could bring communities together.
0: Still and going and yeah, on. he is. Uh, he also did it for skiing, and uh that that one kind of ended. But the runner. Michigan Runner is still going on, and it's he's
1: fantastic
0: on YouTube, and it's uh, you know it's been dynamite for the, run, for the running community, and uh, and it's starting to pick up more uh, in the in the whole state. It had after the Buick Open died in uh, 1958, uh, you know, big time golf gun kind of. Lost its uh, lost its jump, and now it's back with the uh, the tour back in Detroit with the Ally taking over the Buick's uh, spot up at the uh, Warwick Hills. The LPGA has been sensational in uh, their tournament in Grand Rapids. Uh, Nelly uh, Court has won uh, yes. last this year one of her what four victories, including the gold medal. In the Olympics, and uh, we have a couple of Symmetra in about uh, three different cities, and they've got now they've got a, a new tournament in uh, Midland, and and that's going to get good support because Midland is the home of Dow Chemical, and uh, they've got money to spend, and and they've got a uh, you know a partner turned uh, into uh, two-person uh, teams for the tournament that they started, they just started there. Uh, so that's coming on. So professional golf is uh, booming. We're getting uh, young guys, uh, the boy from a suburb just south of me, from uh, Canton, uh, James P- uh, Pilot, won the uh, United States Amateur Championship.
1: Yes, and what a great champion he's been. He's so good with the media and down, you know, just a what a nice kiss. <laughs> what a ambassador for, for Michigan golf.
0: He's another Spartan. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was that was wonderful to see that. And, you know, you mentioned the Alley uh, Challenge up in Flint at the home, Warwick Hills, the home of where the Buick Open was. And what's so great about it is all those champion store players that play in that in September. I think it's September, right, this year again they're all the ones that were playing in the Buick Open back in the, you know, when they were on the PGA Tour. So they have all made friends over the years and Flint, getting back to that town. And, of course, I see so many of those players, they'll all be here in the next couple of weeks, you know, You're, from uh, Olin, Olin Brown, John Daly, all those guys.
0: Jim Purick won the Ally last year. <laughs> so here's the guy who played that uh, Bill Warwick uh, – for many years ago and is happy to come back there and, and win again it's on the uh, Champions Tour.
1: Yes, and he'll be playing at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship, but he, the Champions Tour, but he's also gonna play in the Sony Open on the PGA Tour. He and um, I think the other one is, is it Fred Punk? One of them, but Jim will be playing. Oh, Jerry Kelly. So that's, he's still got some good golf in him, doesn't he, to be able to play PGA Tour and the Champions?
0: Uh, absolutely.
1: Jim <laughs> he, he, is one of my favorite players. Last year, he was just finishing up and, at the Mitsubishi, and he was with his caddy Fluff. And I, I first met that Fluff, um, who, when he was caddying for uh, Peter Jacobson, many yep. years ago. That's a long time. And and Peter was representing Mike Beach Resort here on the Big Island. And I got to know Fluff a bit, and then he ended up caddying for Tiger, for right. for many years. I don't know if it was many years, but for a good while. And, and, uh, now he's, that has been with Jim for quite a while. So that to me, that's a great story. And also Jim and his wife, Tabitha and their foundation. So last year, Jim was uh, standing by the locker room and I was just, we were finishing up interviews and he was taking it off his golf club. He said, you got a junior golfer, and, you know, you might want to give this to. I said, yeah, would you make it out for Carson? And he signed the club and Carson is my, Seven-year-old next-door neighbor who's who loves sports and and tennis and golf or something that he's learning to do. So I thought that was a really nice gesture. These guys, you know, they're they're also great, particularly on the Champions Tour. I think that they they really know how to give back.
0: Well, one of my favorites was who won a few years ago is Miguel Angel Jimenez. I love watching him play. He is the the Spaniard of Spaniards. He's, uh he wanted to hit what he got on that um, hole that was it a par three? About the sixteenth seventeenth hole.
1: Seventeenth, yeah.
0: Yeah, seems to me he made a birdie there. Uh and had a good time. I like watching him play it. Well he, he Ryder Cup was here and uh he has my, my daughter the team was very good with the with the gallery, uh, whereas the American team was hidden and should and have stayed hidden. They had beaten so bad, but um, one of my daughters got a nice picture of Miguel Angel Jimenez lighting one of his cigars.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, he's quite the showman, isn't he? You know, over the years, you know, Jack. There's a couple of stories I always like to hear you you talk about and. Uh, one of them is about the, the Chicago Cubs. Your dad, having been the traveling secretary back in the forties for the Detroit Tigers,
0: I have the ring. They beat the yeah. Cubs. Yeah, tell I mean,
1: tell a little bit about that and Hank Greenberg, you know, being your hero. Talk a little bit about those days and how you—that's how you got into sports, right? Becoming a sports writer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I grew up during the Depression and and uh, listening to. The radio, the Tigers were Tigers were on, uh, and uh, Hank Greenberg became a good uh, big hero to me. And then he went in service during the war. In 1945, why he got out with a couple of months left in the season, as did uh, Virgil, and uh, he hit the home run to get the Tigers into the on Sunday in St. Louis at the at the Browns, and, and uh, back in those days, we had uh, you didn't have a, a telephone all your own. You had party lines, and and people kept on calling our party line to to celebrate uh, the Tigers winning. And uh, went to uh, went to the World Series and won in seven games, and the Cubs took them forever to win. Uh, just a couple of years ago that they did. It's, the Cubs were like uh, our today's uh, Tigers. Tigers haven't won since. Uh, yeah. Covered them when I was a rookie at United Press. So 1957, that's when the, when the Lions last won a championship. Uh, that
1: was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> I remember. I I was just thinking when you were telling me the story about um the Cubs and you said you gave the World Series ring and didn't your father end up buying their home with that or something or you whatever but you said
0: back in those days that now you see what they get when they win the World Series or Super Bowl rings that about cover their whole hand and uh, with you know thousands and thousands of dollars well since my dad traveled with the team I mean he was the guy who got them on the trains and off the trains and into the hotels and out and so forth and he got a full share and the full share was uh, sixty four hundred dollars and that paid for our new house and, and that was a, a uh, something that i'll always uh, remember fondly
1: and i love for- that story and and I was in uh, Detroit Historical Museum. I was looking from, for some old notes that I had about you, and I, I noticed that I had done a show with a couple ladies who had set up an exhibit in Detroit Historical Museum a few years ago. And uh, one, Wendy Rose Weiss was one. She was with the uh, Jewish Historical Society, and the other was Gail Greenberg. And I wonder if maybe she was related to Hank. Do you know?
0: Uh. I do not
1: know. I'm going to track her down and find out because they set up a wonderful exhibit, the Detroit Historical Museum, and it was, they had people in it. It was the whole idea was to show that what a great, not just what a great game uh, baseball was, but how it was also, you know, they had pioneers and stuff, but it was also, uh, there was some racism, anti-Semitism and, the challenges of urbanization, and, and they had a, a wonderful exhibit at the Historical Museum. I'm gonna see if she is related, because I always love how you share that story about how much you cared about Hank Greenberg.
0: He married uh, the daughter of the big grocery store, or grocery store, uh, department store in New York, uh, and I don't remember her first name. But then they they stayed at the Plaza Hotel that was there on Grand Boulevard, right by where the Olympia used to be.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: I don't remember her first name. It could have been Gail. It could have been something. but
1: she yeah. was. You know what? I'm going to do a little research on that. That's interesting. I don't remember the Plaza Hotel over by Olympia. So that would get on.
0: It's on the Boulevard.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. I love I love pulling these things up because all of it it all links. It's all so important, isn't it? Hey, at that time when they were playing in Olympia, weren't there only six teams in the NHL at that time?
0: Well, that lasted longer than that. It was the, the when uh, the last uh, la- the Tigers beat the uh, beat St. Louis in seven games. And that
1: was but I, but I mean that you were talking about Olympia and I was, I was referring to the the Red Wings when they played hockey there. And you were covering the Red Wings. That was
0: the last of the six team uh days in the national in the National Hockey League. I covered the last game of the World Series in Saint Louis, flew to Boston for the uh, hockey openers, and that was the last uh well, it was the last year that, that the Major League Baseball was uh, eight cities in each, in each league. They expanded.
1: Wow. What, what year would that have been? Like what decade would that have
0: been? Uh, well, see, I was at the Free Press, so it was still uh, in the late 70s or, uh-huh.
1: oh. And at that time, there were only sixteen with the, with the National Hockey League and eight. Wow, that's, yeah, it's that's pretty, pretty fascinating. Talk a little bit, if you would, about um, I was talking about Melanie Hauser this morning. I got a you know a notice from the the Golf Writers Association of America, and if I recall you had something to do was she one of the first women allowed in the locker rooms at, at the masters or something and that you had something to do with that
0: yes uh it was uh, melanie and uh, another uh, woman who also worked for a newspaper in uh, in houston where melanie was and uh Cord Harden hardin was the president of the uh or what well, was chairman at uh of the Augusta National Golf Club, and the girls were understandably ticked off. They couldn't go to the Masters, and uh, so I wrote to them and and said that they're in the locker room, with you know, in football and then baseball and and these other sports, and why couldn't they be in the locker room at at the Masters? And I, I didn't say it, but uh Hell in in golf they don't get naked and go and take a shower and walk around like they do in in the in the team sports. I mean, it's no problem at all. Anyway, he he changed it. And uh Horde he was from Saint Louis, but he had a very nice uh, place up at uh, Harbor Springs. Spent summers up in uh at Harbor Springs in the northern lower peninsula. He was a good guy. He was he came to uh uh, Detroit, to, for uh, got him to come to a luncheon at the Detroit Athletic Club, which was a big sellout, and uh, he was he was very uh, very entertaining, and everybody had a good time.
1: Well, it sure has changed down there at the Masters, hasn't it? I love how the last couple of years they have really opened up their thinking and and pioneering, and the way they're embracing some of those amateur tournaments and inclusive. <laughs> being so much so inclusive for women as well
0: i think billy Payne was responsible for for get for televising on wednesday the uh the you know the uh tournament the little uh tournament on on the nine hole course it's
1: been part a three.
0: huge hit yeah and uh and i think that he was i really believe that he's the, the Guy who started the idea of the drive chip and putt, and got the uh, USGA and the, and the PGA to agree to it, and now it's become you know it's sensational. And they talk about growing the game, and, and that certainly has been a huge boost to the game. And then uh, when he just uh, retired from the from the chairmanship a couple of years ago, and uh, that's his name is now former uh, US Amateur Champion and also from Atlanta is the uh, from Florida. Uh has continued. He start. he started the women's tournament on uh the women's masters. So they've they've progressed. Uh, they've always been in front. Nobody runs a better tournament, nobody runs a better athletic event. It, whether it's the Olympics, the Super Bowl, the World Series, any nobody can touch what they do at the Augusta National Golf Club. And I'm i was
1: sorry I've never been there. Gosh.
0: Well, I've been there. How 40. many have
1: you covered? How many did you cover? 43, 40. 45? 43. 43. Wow. And you had a lot to do with how the media was taken care of, um, you know, whether it was parking or the media center or all of that, you've always had to be an advocate. People in the media, haven't they? Well,
0: they've always, it's always been good, and they're they're, uh, they're real smart people. <laughs>
1: so, just explain to our listeners: it's not a PGA event; it is a it is a it belongs to Augusta National, right? The, the Masters. So that. They, they do it as they want, and and that has been their independence has been, been uh, an asset <laughs> that oh. they have used wisely. I
0: if I could them golf. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> every player wants to get into it because it's played at the same place, and they play it so and they do it so well. I mean, never, you know, all the uh, three other majors uh, are uh, rotate uh, around. Different different uh, clubs and courses and at Augusta they know where everything is uh, convenient for them really you know if you start going there long enough you know which house to rent uh, and uh, during the tournament uh, you know wh- where to eat where to stay where to do where to do everything and, and yeah and the practice facility is my God, it's awesome uh, so it's, uh, I can't say enough good things about the Augusta National.
1: Yeah, you know, let's just mention a little bit about the great golf in Michigan. You're talking about up north, and uh, I was reading a story earlier today that you wrote about another longtime friend of mine who passed away some time ago, Glenn Johnson. Um, he started some of those tournaments up at Boyne in northern Michigan, and, you know, really turned, helped, You know, he was instrumental in that's always been a mecca for golf, but my goodness, the golf in Michigan is phenomenal, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. It's, uh, and they've done, uh, you know, the, uh, the Kirchers at the Boyne, and Everett Kircher, he, he didn't he didn't play golf or no golf, and he had the uh, first big ski area in northern Michigan, and a friend of his uh, said, uh, uh, said he ought to uh, Get into golf himself. You've got all these people that he employs through the through the winter for the uh, golf or for the ski resort, and then you know they're out of it when once the snow melts. So uh, that got Everett thinking, and uh, he started with one course, and now they have what, at least five golf courses, and they're phenomenal, uh, with uh, you know. Everything is, is top drawer there, and, and they also, of course, are still huge in, in skiing. They own a Big Sky Resort out in Montana. They've got one in British Columbia, and they've got one in uh, in the New England area. And Bernie Frederick, who I'm sure you, that you know over the years, Bernie is the uh, kind of the vice president of uh, operations for the golf. Gulf side of uh, Boyne, and uh, they do a a wonderful job up there, and it's given the boost to the whole. Used to be just like the top half of the Lower Peninsula, and especially on the Lake Michigan side, and now that there are golf courses, good golf courses, all the way up the the, uh, Lake Michigan side, from uh, you know from the Indiana line, and and people come over from Chicago because the golf. Golf prices are much better than they were around the Chicago area, and uh, and go up uh, up through that through that road, uh, and they've got so many good courses along there, Arc- Arcadia Bluffs, and you know Whistling Streets has gotten a lot of uh, publicity because of the uh, uh, PGA Championship and then the last or the that uh, Ryder Cup there, and I say well. Yeah, but uh Whistle Straits, you're just getting daybreak over there. At uh, at Arcadia Bluffs on our side of the lake, well you get these beautiful uh evening sunsets and everything. <laughs> and they get like at uh, Arcadia they have a bagpiper other music and cocktails and everything else and uh, looking at the sunset over Lake Michigan. So uh,
1: yeah, no, people don't realize there's more golf per capita in Michigan than other than maybe California because the season is short, but there's a lot of golf played. What is it, 800 golf courses in Michigan, something like that?
0: Yeah, and then uh, Chad Nicholas is the guy. He had already was, uh, had the toughest course at uh, uh, the Bear at, at by Traverse City, and uh, and he did the PPC uh, – uh, for uh, the, for the P, well, for the Ford Motor Company, basically, uh, down in Dearborn, and uh, now he became friends with uh, the Air Force uh, pilot uh, uh, Dan Rooney. And with uh, the Warriors. His dad bought out uh, the uh, Grand Haven course that was started by. Um, the father father of, of the Mets people of the Matthews people who have designed over a hundred courses in the state. Anyway, uh they uh got uh, Jack was talking to uh, Colonel and uh how they wanted to kind of fix up that golf course and, and Nicholas uh talked of into it and by God he went into it. They they Took over the course, redid the whole thing, and it's now like the American American Dunes, and uh, it is, and you know everybody who's played it is, and ecstatic about it, and it is uh, doing well, and it's nice to be, right down there, uh, at the lake, and right in a big, uh, actually big, uh, uh, I'm going to say circulation, that's a newspaper guy. Uh, area for uh, customers. People, you know, yeah. just around the corner from Chicago. He's got uh,
1: some great publicity too. Really? Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, Jack Nicholas, that, <laughs> that kind of
1: works. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jack Berry, long time friend, which is just such a, a privilege for me to call you a long time friend. It's always meant so much to me. We, we're going to have to talk after uh, the Aloha Swing comes here, which is the Sony Open. Here come the landscapers. <laughs> the Sony Open and and also the Tournament of Champions and then the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Wallerai. So we'll have to talk and uh, just fun. kind of recap those three tournaments at the end of January. But it's a delight to talk with you. It's always great to be in touch. And are you back to walking
0: these days? Are you getting outside? I broke four ribs <laughs> on January or on June third, stupidly. Plus, all right, two, what two of my daughters who live and work in Chicago had come over to visit, and we're just sitting talking in my living room here, and I managed to managed to take a. All and broke four ribs. So that is June 3rd. That ended any thought of golf all summer. So uh, it's, uh, And it's, you know, every doctor that I go to, and I go to so many, it seems like one a week. They all say, oh, boy, you look great, Chip. You're great. You're Yeah, lie, lie to me again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing. I
1: have a feeling. I have a feeling you're doing pretty good. But, you know what? 91? Is that what you are, or 90? I know. I know. Okay.
0: And, and I just read the Sports Illustrated story, uh, supposedly on uh, Tom Brady being the uh, sportsman of the year, and they don't mention Tom Brady until about the fourth or fifth paragraph, but it's all for how. Uh, we are all living so much longer now than it, than it used to be, and I and I take great uh, pleasure in reading that that bit. That uh, uh, now it's uh, when I was when I was young, if somebody lived somebody lived to get onto Social Security, I thought, holy mackerel! You know that that is
1: yeah.
0: oh, now. It's,
1: well, I know I wake up every day. I'm just so grateful that I'm, you know, relatively healthy and getting out there and doing right. my work, doing my play, work hard, play hard, and just grateful to be alive every single day. And the thing that I get more and more every day is how much my longtime friends and new friends mean to me. It's all about relationships. There's nothing more important than and just knowing that. You don't have to always be talking to people or with them, but just in spirit I just feel the love and kindness of a lifetime and I'm you know I'm, I'm glad that's what I focus on because <laughs> we've all had plenty of challenges in life right
0: you're uh, you're overcoming them <laughs> you're doing great
1: yeah I've always felt good my dad used to say learn to be the internal optimist." so I've always tried to do that You <laughs> and uh, grateful for your friendship Jack I love you dearly. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, love it. I love to do it.
1: Okay. You take care. I'll be in touch and we'll both be watching the Tournament of Champions coming up in the next week or so. That's right. I will. Take uh, care. Bye-bye. Aloha.